Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Home for the Red Sox, the Bruins, and the best sports talk. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. We now return to Cordishy and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. And welcome back. Hour number two of Cordishy and Coit on WEEI. Scott Cordishy in Philadelphia with the Brown Bears. Nick Coit back in Rhode Island. Joey P. up in our Worcester, Massachusetts studios. Joe, I never as formally said good morning to you. How are you doing, pal? How rude, Scott. No, I'm I doing know. good. Seriously, an hour <laughs> in. Like, gosh. Gonna jump guy. right into that Brown University talk. Just, just Come bad. on now. I'm a, bad, I'm a bad person. It's Joe. half my fault. I apologize. No, it's half it's it's half my fault, Scott, because I went right into it as Scott. What happened at, at Princeton last night? Hey, Scott, when you got something to say, fun. say it. I'm I'm not standing in your way, gents. No. Uh, well, we got full phone lines, and people want to talk about the Super Bowl and football, and kind of put a bow on the NFL season. Uh, we have one texter that that is angry with us, and. He, uh, the okay. texter from Connecticut, the 860, writes, two points. I can't get by the fact that women use a smaller basketball when it comp- comes to comparing stats. And two, it's oh, apparent that it. the once great art of talking baseball is officially dead. The airwaves are populated with football people. So, well, two things. Um, you know, women's basketball has been using a smaller ball for years because generally speaking, women have smaller hands than men, right? So, I mean, you know. You're trying to make it comparable and, and uh, easier for them to handle, just as a, a larger ball would be easier for men to handle. Uh, I don't know where the big deal is in that. That's number one. Um, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, I'm sorry, Texter. Do you not like watching Caitlin Clark score uh, thousands of points? Like, yeah. she's awesome. Who does that cares? Take, right, does that take away from her greatness in your eyes? Doesn't mind. I mean. No. <laughs> So, hey, 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 Texter, she could still tear you in a one-on-one, well, regardless there's, of the there's ball. no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, and then the other thing, um, it is apparent the art of talking baseball is officially dead. The airwaves are populated with football people. 
what I would say about that is I just think in, in, in overall general terms, the popularity of baseball has plummeted over the past decade plus, whereas the population of the National Football League and the sport of football continues to skyrocket. I, I think that's really what it's all about. It's it, nothing more than that. Scott, I the mean, callers want to talk about the football. I mean, that, yeah. that, that, they're the ones who are calling in. We're not forcing this agenda. No, Joe, well, you take and, the calls and, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and guys, it's it's February. we got a lot of time, one, to talk about baseball when the summer comes around and there's not much else going on. That's number one. Number two, if you've listened to our show before, you would know that I, at heart, am a baseball guy. But, Texture, what would you like me to talk about with the Red Sox right now? What would you like me to talk about? How they want to shed salary and possibly trade their closer, Kenley Jansen, at some point, and how embarrassing the words shed salary are when it comes to the Red Sox? Is that what you want me to talk about? Because it's not going to be a pleasant conversation talking baseball on the local team right now. I can tell you that much because it, it it baffles me how they're running their business down there. That's all I'll say about baseball because we've got a lot of calls to get to. Yeah, no, and and maybe we can touch on the Red Sox briefly before we wrap things up, but we have full phone lines. People want to talk football. Let's go back to the calls. Jeff in Cranston wants to talk about the Super Bowl. Good morning, Jeff. You're next on Cordishi and Coit and WEEI. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, As a 49er fan, I'm still trying to get over this. My my issues with – my problem with the game now is that as good as the 49ers played – they just never put them away when they that game felt like it should have been going into half. They should have been up at least a couple of touchdowns. You have the McCaffrey fumble where I'm not saying they were going to score a touchdown, but they probably took at least three off the board. The the muff punt. Next thing you know, bang, they they drop one in the end zone. Next thing you know, that the whole momentum changed, and. I mean, obviously you lose Greenlaw on a, on a fluky thing. But as far as um, overtime and Wilkes, I think Wilkes was going to be gone if, if they lost just because they had issues with them during the season with the play calling from the booth. Then they had the, yeah. the big um, the three-game losing streak. And as far as overtime with Shanahan, I agree with they should have kicked off because you're banking on a lot of things happening to get to that other sudden death possession. And I like to, I would rather the 49ers knowing, guess what? If the Chiefs score and they even do get a two-point conversion the first time around, at least I know where I stand with what I have to do. And I've got that fourth down to play with. You're banking on analytics saying you, you can't count on quantify Patrick Mahomes' momentum and things like that. So I would rather have had the ball that second possession knowing where I stand and say, hey, you know what, guys, we've got four downs to play with. But I think that game was lost much earlier because they had, if you watch that game, they they dominated and they just couldn't put them away when they had the chance. And especially after when Greenlaw went down, Kelsey was getting nothing before that. And next thing you know, he started getting his. I'm just wondering your thoughts on it. Well, I love your well, point Jeff, about uh, I love your point Thanks. about that. What you said that that they had their chance to put them away early and they didn't. I, I as I was watching the game with my wife and in laws, I said that exact same thing. I, it was ten to three at half, and I said, "Boy, the Forty ers really dominated the first half, and yet they're only up seven. That is bad news for San Francisco against the team they're facing, the Kansas City Chiefs. They they should have been up by more at halftime than just one score." 
Well, and, and but I also I agree with it. And I continue to go back to the second half and the play calling that Joe and I were talking about earlier in the show. It pass, 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 pass. Your best player is Christian McCaffrey. Put the ball in his hands. That's the whole point. Not, not to offense. mention you're extending the game by continuing to pass and not run, run the ball either. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, put it in his hands. Like, you're, you, you don't have Patrick Mahomes under center. You have Brock Purdy, who is a good player, but he's better because of the guys you have around him. So get the ball. And, to and Nick, now you mentioned Purdy. Now you mentioned Purdy. I don't think he's the reason why the Niners lost the game. I thought he was pretty Not composed for a guy playing in the big stage for the first time. The guy was fine. He was totally fine. It's just the the, the calls and, and the situations that came into him, you know, calling a pass on third and five at the two-minute warning Okay, so if you run the ball and you don't get the first down, at the very least you take a timeout out of Kansas City's pocket. Like right. at least just put a – with all these things being said, all the scenarios including overtime, I think the overall point here is that I don't think the Niners, Scott, put enough pressure on the Chiefs in certain situations. I think you got to put a little bit – like if you – if you take the ball second, it at least puts a little bit of pressure on the Chiefs to go down the field and get into the end zone and puts the pressure on them. If they get in the third and long and don't convert and they face a fourth down at some point, the pressure is there to say, well, do we go for it or do we kick a field goal? And, you know, like they didn't put any pressure on them in any situation. And it sort of just made things a little bit easier on Kansas City, who has been there before and showed that down the stretch. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to continue to push back on the overtime decision to take the ball. I, again, if it's college football, 100% I take the ball second because it's alternating possessions until the game is over. But yeah. in, in pro football, when each team gets a possession and then it's true sudden death, I, I you can make a strong argument that you should take it first. And again, I keep on hearing, well, but, you know, Kansas City, you know, knew they had four downs to work with. Well, guess what? If you have the ball first, you have four downs to work with, too. It's your decision to either use that fourth down or to punt it or to kick a field goal or do whatever you want. But you have the same amount of downs as they do. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, I, but there's still I, I'm that, sorry. There's still I'm, I'm going to continue Scott. to push back on that. I, I, I don't. That's fine. I don't think it's a big deal what, what Shanahan did in terms of taking the ball first in overtime. I really don't. It, 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 the decision no. was settling for a field goal. Your play calling, which eventually led to you having to settle for a field goal, instead of doing a better job play calling to get your team into the end zone because you were going to need a touchdown to beat Patrick Mahomes. Just like when the Falcons lost a coin flip to, to Brady and the Patriots in overtime, and back then it wasn't alternating possessions. A touchdown wins the game in overtime. The whole world knew Tom Brady and the Patriots were marching down and scoring. We knew. And and I felt the same way going into overtime against Patrick Mahomes. Like, you better score a touchdown at San Francisco if you want to have a chance to win this Super Bowl. And they didn't seem to approach it that way. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not – I think people are very strong in the other camp this week, Scott. And I'm not there. I'm not like, wow, how stupid is that? Like, I get both – uh, schools of thought here on the on the overtime decision and I get what you're saying I just think I I, I probably if, if it was me 
Um, you know, I, I probably would have deferred and, and, and get taken the ball second again, just because I want to put some pressure on Kansas city and make them make the decision on fourth down at the 20. Okay. Do we kick a field goal and trust our, our defense, which has been very good. Like the fact that San Francisco did that and they put the pressure on themselves. And again, they're going up against an experienced team and then they kick the field goal. It's like, all right, well, Mahomes marches down the field, game's over, and he basically Nick, let did. Me ask He's you a got question. four downs the whole way. Yep. Let me ask you a question. If yep. both teams do the same thing, regardless whether they don't score, they each score a field goal, they each score a touchdown, seven or eight points, whatever the case may be. If both teams do identical things on their first two possessions of overtime and then it becomes true sudden death and the 49ers win it on that third drive, is anybody, is one person criticizing Kyle Shanahan for that decision? No, I no. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. The narrative I, right, would be right. great decision right. by Kyle Shanahan. So we're criticizing the result. We're not criticizing the actual act itself. And I think yes. logically you can make a strong argument for what he did, and that is taking the football first in overtime. Well, and and Scotty, that's why I'm not crushing him. I'm not crushing him for it. Uh, that's why I'm not sitting here and saying, "Oh, that's stupid," because that's what people have been saying this week. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, and I, again, I, I, it's not just the overtime. It's, it's everything leading up to it. I just don't think, I don't think San Francisco was, I, they just didn't make smart decisions leading up to it. And, and it put them in that scenario. And I just wish they had just kind of been a little bit more aggressive in the second half it, with some of their best players. It, it just, everything leading up well, Nick, to it. Nick, we haven't was, even mentioned George Kittle yet, a complete dud in the game. No show. Yeah. Totally. Totally. You know, How but, does that happen? You know, you, you, the the but, Chiefs linebackers are probably the weakest element of their defense. How do you not exploit that? Well, I'll tell you why, and, and something we haven't brought up yet, too. Because of the play calling, guys, the, the, the third down situations that San Francisco put themselves in, were just impossible scenarios. If they had third and long, how many times? They were three for 12 on third down in the game. And that's that was like with Jennings bailing them out a couple of times. Totally. But that, to me, is like because on first down, they're just they're pass. And second down, they're pass. It's like go to McCaffrey, and you get third and three. And then all of a sudden, oh, look, it's a little bit more manageable. Oh, look, we don't have to throw in third and 15 to try to keep drives alive. Like, that right there makes my point about just some of the decision-making by the Niners, you know? And so, you know, that's why leading up to the – that's why I guess I, the overtime to me is like, yes, you can talk about it and, and you know, think about both schools of thought. But, you know, I, I think the, the game was lost by San Francisco before that. All right, let's say hello to Joe in Pawtucket. Joe, thank you for holding your next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Good morning, Mr. Cordishi. Good morning, Mr. Coit. How are you? Hey, Joe. Hi, Good. Joey. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're talking about the Super Bowl. Um, what a game! Uh, what a, what a game! The second half was the first half. A little bit um, of a uh, flags and turnovers uh, game, but uh, the second half, the third, midway through the third quarter and the fourth quarter was really good, and uh, came down to Patrick Mahomes and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said on the radio show the last two weeks. And they were going to win by three to seven to ten points. They won by one score, three points, and um, that, that. And then I have two other questions: basketball and the other local teams in basketball uh, today. Brown, TC, URI, and all the high school teams. 
And do you think the Celtics will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year? And don't forget about the All-Star Games this weekend. And, and I got a question for you. Who are your top five favorite New England sports athletes from all the sports teams in New England? And I'll hear your thoughts. All right. So, well, a lot to unpack there, Joe. Uh, first of all, do I think the Celtics <laughs> going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? If they don't, boy, they are going to be viewed as a colossal failure. You think the Niners are getting killed totally. today? Come on. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you're totally. right. In Shanahan, Missoula will get crushed if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've got to make it to the NBA Finals, and I would argue they have to win the NBA uh, Especially with the outlook of the Eastern Conference right now, the fall of the Bucks. I mean, there really is no excuse for the season. Guys, they are six games ahead in the East right now. Like, they are, and you're right, Joe, like, the Bucks are just a mess, man. They're a mess. It's wild. That loss to yeah, Memphis on TNT the other night. Oh, man, talk about the cherry oh, on top. Oh, goodness. You know, it's just... funny that the top five athlete question is an interesting one and maybe a subject for a slower day, but, like, yeah. you know, I think most people would put a guy like Tom Brady on the top of the, the list. He might not even make my list, and the reason I say that is because I, I kind of there's guys that I just have like more of an affinity for. Like like I loved Troy Brown and the way he played the game, like a, just a classic overachiever. Or Stanley Morgan, for instance, was one of my favorite Patriots of all time. That's not saying that they can even compare to Tom Brady in terms of greatness and what they they did in the National Football League. But you know, the word favorite is different from best uh new england athletes of all time you know oh totally to me yeah because it's preference yeah too it's it's like pedro's one of my favorite right like just pedro the electricity when pedro took the mound in his prime i mean one of my absolute favorite new england athletes of all time he he was must see tv well you and i we this is a subject for a slower day because i think it'd be fascinating for you and i to put a little work in on this and then see what we come up with because i think because because there's a uh, generation gap between us, Scott. Um, I think you and I would have different lists. You're not and that it would old. be uh, interesting. Uh, I'm not that old. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that old. I'm still young. What are you trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. Nothing. Sure, say it. <laughs> Nothing. We'll take a quick break. We'll continue with your phone calls. 401-777-1037 is the phone number. You're listening to Cordishian and Coit on 103.7 WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.